0: to second down right here on ESPN Radio. Christian Go Kelly and I guess some ASMR from PJ Zuko. <laughs> what was that? Wind that you were doing? Oh, just as man. we turned the mics on a big <laughs> from P was that just an exhale? What was going on there? Oh
1: yeah, totally. No, no, no. That that's all that was. Yeah, I just wanted to test out <laughs> how I would do with something like that. And uh, I guess that's the result. No, really I I just have those moments you you know all this is timing right it's all it's all timing yeah. and everything and if you're not paying attention to at the right time or if you do something at the wrong time it could be uh catastrophic well that's kind of what happened there I, I don't know i was i think you were turning the mics on and i was like moving the mic around i accidentally punched it for a second so then of course i was just like oh <coughs> and like you were shushing
0: yourself you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. i was just like yeah be be quiet so i, I like started yeah I, I thought know. I
0: thought you were giving us some like wind tones there. I, yeah,
1: that's what let's let's try and play it off like that. Definitely not like um
0: Did you do that a lot as a kid? Like were you a sound yeah. effects person? Because I everything, like every active activity I did, like if I was like swords in the woods, I had like the shing oh, coming absolutely. out of the sheaths you yeah, yeah. like yeah the sound effects. Yeah, right, for so sure. Here's what we're gonna do is throughout the show, I'm just gonna give you different sounds that I need to hear. And, okay. and I'm gonna I'm gonna make you do it. I like it. Again, just some auditory fun here on second down on a football Friday. Where where are you at this week for game day? Uh, for,
1: for game day, yeah, tonight in uh, Glen County Stadium for Brunswick High and uh, New Hampstead. So really excited for that one, two unbeatens, um, uh, one from the coastal Georgia area, of course, uh, one from up in Savannah and Pooler. And uh, the Phoenix have been playing really strong, really well. Obviously, Brunswick High has been really impressive coming off the bye week. So uh, now at 2-0, so it's going to be a fun one, I think, for sure.
0: And I, myself, and Kevin Thomas will be at Memorial Stadium in Savannah uh, for North Oconee coming down to take on Benedictine. Benedictine looking for their first win of the season. So, all that coming up tonight on ESPN Radio. And a big, big college football weekend coming up. PJ, who do the Nittany Lions of Penn State have? Which game are you watching? It, wait, hold, hold on. I think I know.
1: Here we go. Yeah, you got it. Huge <sighs> matchup in Happy Valley. Ball Woo! State? Yeah, yes. there it is. Man. Can't wait for Ball State. I just have,
0: like, you know when you click on the ESPN app and it's just the schedule? Yeah. I just kind of have that in my brain.
1: Man, appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, No, that, that you would remember that as well. you I mean, that's, you know that's a I long think, list of football games. You know
0: why I think I remember that? Because I was reading a story in the Tennessean uh, about Vanderbilt, and if, for those of you who don't remember, Clark Lee, first-year head coach, former Vanderbilt fullback, uh, they had their first game of the season against Eastern Tennessee State. And Eastern Tennessee State beat them and beat them handily. 23-3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. You put up three
1: points. They're not going to apologize for against it Against the
0: SoCon school.
1: They're not going to apologize for I it. I
0: mean, SoCon's raw. Like, don't get me wrong there. SoCon will come in at Easter lunch. But you put up three points against the SoCon team. I was reading a story in the and that said they, a week into fall camp, Vanderbilt, this is from Clark Lee, decided as a team... That the offensive coordinator wasn't gonna call plays. (laughs) And instead they were gonna hand the play calling duties over to the quarterback's coach because, and I quote from Clark Lee We love that he has experience calling plays at ball state and Colorado State. There you go. Two just you think offense? Yeah. First thing you think of
1: offensive powerhouses. Absolutely, putting up
0: Colorado State,
1: putting up a solid 16, 17 points per game, man. Ooh, that's that's a what point. we're that's looking a little hot. for. That's a little hot. Well, even then, even then that wouldn't have been enough to beat ETSU, but this no. is what
0: it is. You're talking about having to put at least three scores on the board.
1: Yeah, and that's crazy kind of if you're Vanderbilt, right? right. I mean, that's, that's a little much.
0: But again, big college football weekend coming up. Uh, I guess Vanderbilt kind of ties into my next point. Georgia plays UAB this weekend. The biggest storyline uh, for Georgia all week has been the fact that offense still hasn't scored an offensive touchdown. You still haven't given up an offensive touchdown mm-hmm. or a touchdown of any sort, but you haven't scored that first offensive touchdown on the of the year yet. So you're like, okay, UAB, get right game. Let's get in there. JT Daniels in the offense, just find some rhythm, right? Because it's it's hard to judge or gauge how good an offense is after you play Clemson in Week One. Missing a lot of wide receivers. Well, it seems like you might get some guys back. Uh, I'd, I'd hold off on Tyke Smith and Darnell Washington. I'd say at least another week for those guys. But it looks like Dominic Blaylock might get some playing time coming up this week. which would be really cool to see him back. Uh, I haven't seen him since the SEC Championship in 2019. Uh, but the reports came out earlier this week. JT Daniels is dealing with an upper body injury, which if you watch the Clemson game, he was wearing a flak jacket, which we haven't really seen anybody wear like the quarterback rib protector yeah we haven't really seen him wear that before and he was wearing this Clemson apparently something he suffered uh, a few weeks ago and it's just been kind of one of those nagging injuries and uh, some people have said it's the oblique which if that's the case I that's painful for anybody but especially somebody who has to literally torque their midsection every single time they throw the football I've said this many times I am the furthest thing from me doctor but <laughs> right. if I have to imagine I've had an oblique injury before throwing a ball with an oblique especially throwing the ball at an elite level while getting hit yeah. that's got to be tough. So JT Daniels dealing with an oblique right now. I did text a couple of people close to the Georgia program. I said, "If this is Jacksonville week, like if you if you're going to play Florida, are we even having this conversation They're like no?" Yeah. Like JT Daniels is playing, but <laughs> because it's UAB there's a thought that Carson Beck may either start or if he doesn't start you're going to see him get a ton of playing time coming up against UAB. Now, I will say this. There's a couple of different ways I want to go with this. The first point I want to make is, out of their next three games, which include two SEC games, UAB is going to be Georgia's toughest opponent.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because after that, you have South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Right. South Carolina, and I love the storyline from a mountain man, Zebuliah. Of course. South Carolina is starting Zeb Noland at starting quarterback. Yeah. And Vanderbilt, as we mentioned, just put up three points against Eastern Tennessee State.
1: Right. So
0: right now, I feel like UAB, and Brandon Sudge actually wrote in, and he said that uh, UAB would beat South Carolina and Vanderbilt by two scores.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I can definitely see that. I think we have proof of that with with South Carolina. Uh, I mean, no, 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 excuse me, with uh, Vanderbilt, obviously. Um, with with South Carolina, I think it's mainly reliant on South what Carolina's Zeb a can do at quarterback. But
0: South Carolina is a two point favorite this week over East Carolina.
1: Yeah, uh, I saw that too. I, I don't know. I, I get it. I understand it. I'm not. I'm certainly not riding the train of like the hype train of like South Carolina is gonna go win the East with Zeb at quarterback. Like no, that's that's not gonna happen. Right. I think. I think he's all right though. Like I I, I don't think he's not as bad as people
0: make it out. Like they just had to go pick a dude out of the crowd. I mean he was yeah, Trey Lance's backup. Right. And, he, and he started games at Iowa State. But Yeah, exactly. Still.
1: Like I think that can carry you a little bit and, and probably even past East Carolina. But he threw
0: four touchdowns last week against Eastern Illinois old uh, what, Tony Romo's old stopping ground. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Which I mean I, I agree with you the fact that, that UAB most likely and, and definitely better than, than South Carolina and Vanderbilt right now. And again, that's something that, like, I kind of had to, you know, uh, and I'll say this, like, uh, if I'm wrong about something, I'll, I'll say it. Like, I kind of had to eat my own words about UAB because, like, when I first heard Georgia was, was you know, taking them on or whatever and thinking highly of them, I was like, it's UAB. You're going to be fine. Yeah. But the more I look into it, for sure, the the more respectable respectable of an opponent they are um, and, and completely agree with that take about South Carolina and, and Vanderbilt for sure. But, yeah, I mean, it's an important matchup, no doubt, but... Am I still confident with that, that Georgia roster um, and just with what oh, they have going by, on? By no
0: means am I saying this is like uh, upset potential. Yeah, no, 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 I'm no. just like maybe all of a sudden you're looking at that 24-point spread and you're saying,
1: what? maybe it's a little different there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, understandable. And even with, I, I would say, just kind of with how the offense was clicking, and that makes sense too with with the Daniels injury for sure, um, just with how everything was clicking there against Clemson and everything like you know, I, I could even even look at the 24-point spread point spread by itself. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, it made me think of it. But even now, of course, with that injury, I'm like, yeah, probably going, I, I will, probably I going say, with I UAB with this. that spread. If
0: JT Daniels doesn't play, Aaron Murray has come out and said that uh, Carson Beck in some of the practices he's seen in some of the scrimmages he's seen has outplayed <laughs> JT Daniels at times. Uh, we saw JT Daniels have a really good spring game, throw for over 300 yards. Well, Carson Beck, on the flip side... Through for over 250 yards and a couple touchdowns in the G-Day game. So I think it's interesting when you look at it because JT Daniels, everyone just has him locked in. He's your starting quarterback. Hudson Mason, another former Georgia quarterback who is on 6'8 to the fan now, came out and said, if he's JT Daniels, the only way he's not playing in this game is if they take his equipment out of his locker. Yeah. Because if Carson Beck all of a sudden comes in against UAB and that offense looks real good, then you're giving Kirby Smart something to think about. Mm. Versus if you JT, JT Daniels, go out there, you give your team a 21 to nothing lead, and then you get to sit for the rest of the game, there's no conversation.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? But if you have to sit, Carson Beck gets to start, and the offense looks great, then all of a sudden there's just a, that thought in the back of his mind. And Hudson Mason saying, as a competitor – there's no way in hell he's letting them not play him. Yeah. Obviously, again, if the training staff decides you're not playing and we're taking your helmet away from you, there's nothing JT Daniels can do. But if there's if it's in any way up to him, Hudson Mason saying you gotta go out there and play. I will say this. Seth Emerson uh, with the athletics saying this is not a Jake from Jacob Eason situation where your guy who's locked in is your starter can't play, and then all of a sudden a guy comes out and Jake Fromm, and the offense looks way better than it had before. This is JT Daniels' team, according to Seth Emerson. So maybe not that situation, but again, Hudson Mason, the former quarterback at Georgia, saying, there ain't no way. And he made a good point. He said there's a reason that guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning refuse to give up snaps during practice to backups. Yeah. Because you're hyper-competitive, and you just don't want want to give that fire any air. Right. So I, I do think that's something to watch. Uh, as we go into the weekend, if I had to guess right now, JT Daniels took half the snaps with the ones, according to sources, at on Wednesday. So if I had to guess, you see number 18 out there, at least till you, you get a good lead. Now, I guess the nightmare scenario for Georgia is offense is a little bit clunky against right. UAB. JT Daniels gets popped a couple times. Because yeah. you're still kind of rotating around that offensive line a little bit.
1: Maybe you're conservative with the play calling because of how he's feeling it and what he's like out there. Well, it there. makes
0: a lot of sense going yeah. back and watching that Clemson game. Georgia, I don't think they attempted a pass over 20 yards. Right. I mean, there's a couple of the fade routes down the sideline yeah, to were, A.D. Mitchell, but I don't edge. know if those yeah. were any uh, uh, over 20 yards. You didn't have any down-the-field shots. I think some of that had to do with you didn't have any wide receivers who could get open, but the play calling. Uh, they even did the graphic on ESPN where it was like the time – to release was like 1.7 seconds mm-hmm. every time for J.T. Daniels. He wasn't really standing back there and getting to deliver passes. A majority of his pass attempts were behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, so they were getting the ball out quick, and I think maybe now more so than that Clemson defense, it may have been protecting J.T. Daniels, which we talked about going into that game, is. Both of those teams would have rather lost that game and come out with, with their quarterback healthy, of course, versus winning that game and coming back out with a banged up quarterback. Yeah. So they were both going to be relatively conservative. That's why everyone kept saying, "You got to run DJ Uyunglele. You got to run him. You got to run him. You got to run him." Why? Yeah. Why? Like if it's in the college football playoff, totally. And your story. season's on the line. Yeah. Yeah. When you got eleven more games out in front of you, and this dude's your starting quarterback. No thank
1: you. No. Yeah, you need him for a full season for sure, yeah. and even you you know on every pass attempt, on every pass play, there's an opportunity for him right. to run as well. So uh, I mean, you have that possibility possibility for him anyway. Uh, why instead of that put him in harm's way no matter what? But no, I'm I'm right there with you, and that that does make complete sense with um, the the play calling and you know the passing the lack of passing downfield yep. and everything like that. Because with an injury like that, like you've been talking about one wrong movement in a pass, even if you complete it for a touchdown, you pull that thing or or you, you know, worsen it or aggravate it even more, you you could be out for three or four weeks. Yeah, just some little
0: no nothing nickel blitz (laughs) and a guy puts his shoulder in JT Daniels' rib cage.
1: Yeah, and even then, like you were talking about with the job, I mean, that happens. He gets hit. Even if you go on, you win the next three games without JT Daniels by 20-plus points, then you have a distraction of, oh, is, is there a quarterback controversy? I don't, don't quote then? me on so. this,
0: but I'm pretty sure it goes Vanderbilt. No, it goes South Carolina, Vanderbilt, <laughs> either Kentucky or Missouri, and then you're looking at Auburn, a, a road trip to Auburn.
1: Right. What I'm saying is like if he's out, yeah, and Carson Beck shows out in those games, it gives you something. Then to you think have about the distraction of, oh, who are we going with now? And this isn't like a, so. that.
0: Wouldn't be like a, how did this happen? Kind of a thing that's kind of expected. Yeah. I mean. I've, again, some people have reported close to Georgia. I know we have Brooks Austin on here a lot, Seth Emerson. JT Daniels is being pushed by Carson Beck. Right. Now, is this an Aaron Murray, Hudson Mason kind of a deal where Aaron Murray is the SEC's all-time leading passer, but it's just everyone's favorite guy is the backup quarterback? Maybe. Right. Maybe, but all indications are Carson Beck is fully prepared to handle this offense. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Some other notes, a lot of people thinking maybe uh, we get a look at Brock Vandegrift this weekend, and we might, but I don't think it would be until the fourth quarter or like an emergency situation. Uh, Yesterday, Kirby Smart comes out and says that Carson Beck has been splitting shares with JT Daniels with the ones. Stetson Bennett has been repping with the twos there, uh, and Brock Vandegrift is still with the scout team, uh, the true freshman there out of Prince Avenue. So uh, not quite Brock Vandegrift time. I don't think he's up to third. On the depth chart yet, but Stetson Bennett, the mailman, still waiting in the wings, just in case uh, you need to break glass in case of emergency. So that's a that's a good thing to have right there. I, it feels like he's been at Georgia for fifteen years now.
1: Yeah, you get the extra eligibility with with playing through last yep. year and whatnot too. But I mean, like you said, if if that's your second, third string guy, you you've had got, got guys that have has oh, come there, in.
0: No, there are college football programs all over America who would love to have Stetson Bennett as their emergency quarterback.
1: they uh, they're. they're I'm sure there are teams in America hey, that would – Last that,
0: team that was leading Alabama at
1: halftime? Yeah, it was quarterback by University Stetson University of Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Quarterback,
0: Stetson Bennett. Yeah,
1: that's what – like, I'm sure there are teams that, that would love to have him as his starter. I mean, an SEC starting – a former SEC starting quarterback with game-winning experience in SEC games? Yeah, sign him up for a lot of jobs uh, for, for starting QB1 yep. at programs around the country, let alone QB3.
0: Again, <laughs> my full expectation is to see 18 running out there – uh, with the ones on 330 on Saturday. Uh, but get ready to see a lot of Carson Beck against UAB, who is a really good opponent. Kirby Smart wasn't lying uh, when he said that after the Clemson win. We got more to come here on Second Down, though. Take a look at the NFL. Falcons have a big one coming up this weekend, kicking off the season. Our, really our first look at what this offense is going to be because they, I don't think you could hold it most closer to the chest this preseason. So our first look at this new-look Falcons team, and also we'll get into our picks again you're listening to the the dulcet tones of last year's defending champion right here there you go it would have made a whole lot of money if you listened to your friend right here so we'll do that a little bit later in the show as well all that coming up on ESPN radio second down on ESPN radio is presented to you by the uniform source Christian Gokel Alongside PJ Zuko, here getting you ready for a football weekend. Got football coming up a little bit later for you here on ESPN Coastal at ESPNCoastal.com for the full schedule there. Uh, PJ, I said I was going to do this to you, so I have to do it to you. Uh, I need a tree falling over.
1: Oh, God. <clears throat> All right. So you got like.
0: For those of you who missed it, does it get
1: like struck by something or, or like. Hit no, by I or just need, like
0: just literally that it's on its last leg and it just, it just, the, the tree tips over. For those of you who weren't listening to the show earlier, uh, PJ is regaling us with his ability to create sound effects. Some ASMR here.
1: What if it? Uh, what if no one's around to hear
0: it? Oh, we are. We're all—all li- all of us listening are around to hear it.
1: <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> oh no,
0: squeak? No, I'm, I, mean, I was—I was like there, like I could hear yeah. it cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we were gonna get like. The, and then, oh uh, yeah, yeah,
1: no that that would have been a good touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot about we that. We can edit that back in. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah go, for We'll sure. go back
0: in and loop it later. Er, I mean, you you could. That, that's that's what. Er.
1: You <laughs> ever like you ever like walking in, dude? This is the freakiest thing. You're walking in the woods hunting or, or something like that, or sitting in the woods. And yeah, I don't, I don't know, know why what, you'd
0: just be sitting in the woods, but oh.
1: just sitting in the woods hunting. Oh, like okay. it depends on the kind of hunting you're doing. Um, <laughs> 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 you go deer hunting dude you okay. see you sit in a tree stand all right, right. I, mean, that's I feel
0: like i'm talking to dexter right here but <laughs> no, all right
1: gosh. okay that's that's on you uh <laughs> I, you're sitting there by yourself or whatever and one of the weirdest things you can hear of course you have animals and, and oh, birds yeah. and all that going on wind one of the weirdest things you can hear is like a tree moving behind you it i don't know it freaks me out every time oh
0: that's that's the, that's those caveman senses
1: yeah, like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's the lizard brain. That's the one telling <laughs> right. you that's like it's like that's True. like Something is sneaking up behind me. That's a saber tooth tiger. Yeah. That's coming for <laughs> me. No,
1: it's literally you turn around and it's just a tree barely moving in the wind, but it's like one of those that it's like a dead one that's on its last leg.
0: I know there's yeah. some people out there who are with me on this one. If you've ever <laughs> been hunting and you've had to go and you set up your you set up your deer stand, you've had to climb all the way up and you've just been lugging equipment everywhere. And it's about four or five hours into that and you're just dead tired and you hear that noise. It's amazing how your response changes from like if it had just, the day had just started, like that's the fight or flight.
1: Yeah. Very much like, am I running? Am I fighting? Ready to go? What's happening?
0: Five hours later, you're like, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my time. Yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm just trying to like.
0: I'm going to go down with a fight. I'm just
1: trying my best not to fall asleep here. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go down with a fight, but this, yeah. I ain't running. No. These legs ain't running. No. Anyway, football weekend uh, coming up here. That was pretty good though. The uh, the tree falling, not some, bad. Some
1: uh, some football teams hunting for some wins. <laughs> I,
0: all right. Well, that's that's it for second down no. Radio stuff for the end of time. We'll we'll never be back after that. I no, shouldn't be atrocious segue from PJ. I
1: love saying stuff like that.
0: I know you do, and it's it's a character flaw, honestly.
1: <laughs> I I think it's great because I think I think some people were sitting in their car or wherever they're listening. They were like, huh, that was terrible but i still got a chuckle out of them
0: if you chuckled and you thought that was genuinely funny turn this off now
1: yeah yeah get get out of here like please
0: please. (laughs) if you were like that's my kind of humor no
1: i had someone the the other day i I don't know i probably i probably shouldn't yet but someone someone was like they're talking about my humor and whatever and i was just like oh believe me i know when i say a lame joke i do it on purpose and they're like i don't know if you do and i'm like (laughs) no i do like hold hold on I, I, i gauge it in my head i'm like this is so lame I might, I, might,
0: I might be with the people who said you don't know, because sometimes I think you you kind of like smile and look around and we're like, no.
1: Yeah, but those are like, because I'm looking for like the uncomfortable laughs. Like I want it to be so lame sometimes that I get you with like the. Huh,
0: no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so lame. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. You're oh, ac- I like that. You're accomplishing that. Awesome. Uh, speaking of lame Jacksonville Jaguars offense. Let's dive into that.
1: There you go. Yeah, See, so you're getting
0: it. Let's dive into that. <laughs> They're taking on the Houston Texans, another offensive juggernaut. I think we have Tyrod Taylor versus yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Right. But I mean, I don't think exciting. If you gave Trevor Lawrence just he got to look at every other NFL team besides the Jaguars and say, "Hey, Trevor, who do you want to start your career off against?" <laughs> yeah. I don't think he could have picked a better team than the Texans. Not right now. He's like J.J. Watt's gone. All right. Yeah. Texans fine.
1: Yeah. Good. In in like normal other years when the NFL is like like I said like a normal place. The only one you would want worse than that is, like, the Browns. But the Browns yeah, but are like actually... they're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, someone was talking about it last night, and I was like, the Browns, uh, I was only like, well, wait a minute.
0: The, if you're a quarterback making his first start, it would probably be the Falcons.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. Going, like, strictly defensively, yeah. That yeah, I am
0: going to have a good game against you. Yep. Atlanta. Absolutely.
1: Let me go out there and, and throw bombs all day.
0: But I do think this is a good chance <laughs> for Trevor Lawrence to get off on the right foot. I think the only thing for I'm sure. worried about is his coaching staff. Uh It was not a good preseason for the Jaguars. It was a good offseason in theory. I mean, you get Trevor Lawrence. You bring in a bunch, I thought, really good free agent signings. But then the preseason was super lackluster. The offense just has absolutely zero identity. We kept hearing about how fast Urban Meyer likes to play football. Right. It was just sluggish. And there was nothing original, and there was nothing fun about it. And it just was you had dudes running into the same zones. And so you are getting two guys covered with one guy on defense. I mean, it was Jaguars offense mm-hmm. is what we saw. So I do think Houston is a good chance for them to get off on the right foot. But again, I think the biggest thing that might hold Trevor Lawrence back at least early is urban Meyer is also a rookie going into his first game. Yeah. So that I think is a storyline to Washington the Texas. I would not be surprised at all. If the Jaguars lose that game, like going into the season, it would not shock me based off the division they're playing in because the Colts went and got a pretty good quarterback. I mean, he might get hurt, yeah. But a pretty good quarterback.
1: When he's out there, yeah.
0: The Titans are a damn good football team, and the Texans are the Texans, but still, I mean, you're probably going to end up splitting that series. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Jacksonville loses this game and Jacksonville has the number one or number two overall pick again next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that that would be a bummer, but I, I know what you mean. Like, And to me, it, it's all – kind of reliant and goes back to what you said about the preseason it's just if, if we saw a more comfortable football team and a, just a, a team with any
0: kind of identity
1: yeah an identity execution that like I, I would be much more comfortable going into the season with this team but like you said it's just the, the play calling combined with the fact that you're starting out with with a rookie quarterback that yeah has plenty of talent potential but that's all it is until he actually gets it on the field and and is able to execute with it so no, I'm I'm with you. I'm not insanely confident uh, about the team and specifically about this game either. And listen, Tyrod Taylor. Say what you will about him. I, I mean, when when you mentioned him, I was like, man, he was he he was so fun to watch and everything at at Virginia Tech. He had his moments in the league, uh, but still, I, I mean, he can still have a game where he goes out and, and puts oh, up Tyrod Taylor will beat you two fifty Tyrod Taylor will beat you because yeah.
0: he's, he's not going to turn the football over. Uh, he's going to complete the easy ones, and he's going to have his team in good position. Tyrod Taylor will absolutely beat you, but my thought with Trevor Lawrence is this, because everyone keeps going bad to Trevor Lawrence. Like, look, he's going to elevate Jacksonville. I'm like, he's he, Trevor Lawrence is a V8. Yeah. I know PJ hosted Green, White, and Checkered. He, he knows what I'm talking about.
1: I drive a V8, man. Yeah,
0: yeah with a Hemi. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is a V8. Mm-hmm. If you put him in the right car, yeah, he's going to be phenomenal, and that absolutely. thing's going to look nasty. Right. But if you put Trevor Lawrence in a car that doesn't have tires,
1: not gonna be able to do I don't anything care <laughs>
0: how, how powerful, how good he is,
1: Yeah,
0: he's not going to do a lot. And then if you put him in a semi-okay car, a little bit shaky, kind of got some rust on the frame, maybe you, you need to change out a few things going on there. Brakes might be a little bit bad. The tires are there, a little bit wobbly, but, I mean, it's still a V8, so it'll get up and go Yeah, when you need it to. It's not going to be consistent, but it's going to get up and go. You still need a driver. Right. And so if you put somebody in there that doesn't know how to drive stick, you're not going to go very far. Right. I mean, I think we've seen this with a lot of head coaches around the NFL, right? I mean, going back just a, a little while, the Kansas City Chiefs with Alex Smith were always kind of like a 21, 24-point team. Then you put Andy Reid in there, and they're a phenomenal football team putting up a ton of points. And then you give him Patrick Mahomes, who a lot of people consider a project, and all of a sudden you have the V8, Yep. and you have the driver, and it's the best offense in football. Yeah. So – It's Trevor Lawrence can't singularly be the savior of the Jaguars. We need to figure out who those four wheels are, right? We need to figure out the offensive line can be that body to that car, and we got to figure out if Urban Meyer is the guy to drive it or not. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more question marks and answers right now with the Jaguars. And then quickly here, Falcons, 1 o'clock, they are taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Matt Ryan, you get to see him for the first time in this Arthur Smith offense. I thought uh, Cam brought up a good point yesterday. Matt Ryan's record with Dirk Cutter is abysmal. And so now you get rid of Dirk Cutter. You have an entirely new coach co- coaching staff coming in. You have a new GM coming in. Arthur Smith is a guy who has done some pretty amazing reclamation projects with players before and has had NFL-leading offenses. I'm excited to see what this Falcons offense looks like. I mean, it's kind of the reverse of the preseason for the Jaguars. The results weren't really there, but also at the same time, you didn't see any of these guys taking snaps. Right. So I'm excited to see what this Falcons offense can do. Defense, you still need, Dean P's can throw all the X's and O's. You still need the Jimmies and the Joes. And there ain't a whole lot of Jimmies and Joes on that defense. So the defense is going to be what it is. I think if you can be situationally explosive, like strip sacks, big plays, and just play bend but don't break, I think that's a win. Right. But I'm excited to see this offense.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think you, you were just talking about the V8 and the whole car and all this stuff, and I, I'm thinking with the Falcons, man, you can have exactly that if it all comes together and if, all, if it all flows well. So, now I'm right there with you. I'm super excited to, to see this offense, how Kyle Pitts works into it, and, and you know, seeing him actually on the field making plays with Matt Ryan, um, seeing how um, – the new oh. running back, uh, oh, Mike, Davis. Mike Davis. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Seeing how he Kwan-Zilla, comes in, as sets, we call him. yeah, sets the tone. See, that's the thing. You always compare the. Anyway, yep. sets the tone for the running game and uh, kind of controls the running game and, and a resurgence of a running game. Hopefully, uh, there with the Atlanta yeah, Falcons. Man, I, I can't wait to see that for sure. But also, you know, it's going to be interesting. You have the Eagles and everything they have coming in offensively. Jalen Hurts. How does he play as the new starting quarterback for the Eagles and finally, you know, getting the vote of confidence and and having that be his job? I don't know if it's the job. vote of
0: confidence or if it's just like, they don't have anybody else. So it's he, on you, Jay. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, oh, we'll see. Yo, yo, hold on, I got to take this call from Houston real quick. No, it's not the Texans. Like, don't yeah. worry about that.
1: Well, I mean, they, they, they for not having anybody else, they, like you said, they keep trying to get people in and trading for people and things like that to get behind them. So I don't know. We'll see how all that works out, but... Uh, I can't wait to see the offense, kind of want to see the defense, though, because, I mean, if there's an opportunity for the defense to come out and play really well, getting Jalen Hurts' head, and I think Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback, so I think that's going to be difficult, but young guy starting starting the season, I know it's not his first start, obviously, but but starting the season as the guy now in yep. Philadelphia. Maybe get under his skin a little bit, make him uncomfortable. Oh, I think we'll Jalen Hurts
0: has a chance to be really good. I'm excited for that game. But again, oh, huge sure. slate coming up. We started off with a bang. Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things. You left a minute 24 on the clock. Dallas, that's your fault.
1: Too much you, time. Yeah, you yeah. knew
0: it was going to happen as soon as as soon as you saw a minute 24 on the clock. Uh, Tom Brady marches his team right down the field, kicking a winning field goal. Get out of there. One and zero on the season. Uh, the Super Bowl champs just keep the win streak going. So NFL season is off to a rip-roaring start. But when we come back, we're going to get some college football picks. Uh, we started last week. PJ, who
1: has who has the lead? No Penn State. Yeah, no problem. It's fine. We'll announce
0: that on three and We'll announce the full leaderboard okay, cool, on three 0 cool, cool. But uh, no, no Penn State. We don't. We're not going to make you pick that Ball State Penn State score spread.
1: Yeah, I hope not. No, if, I'm you, thankful, if you're betting I'm that game, that. you're a
0: degenerate. I'm, I'm just thankful. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to come out and say it. But we do have ten games coming up for you that we're going to pick. That's all coming up next right here on Second Down. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Got some college football picks to get into. College Game Day is in Ames, Iowa, for Iowa and Iowa State. We'll get into that one here in just a second. But PJ, we got to start. I'm not gonna make you do another sound. Oh, oh,
1: oh, I was getting ready.
0: I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm gonna pick a mascot out of these that I'm gonna make you do. Oh no, that yeah. okay. That's, but that's we're gonna, gonna be start rough. with number 12, Oregon. They're on the road at number three, Ohio State. Ohio State. Fourteen and a half points in this game, or favorites in this game, excuse me. Oregon, we don't know the status yet of Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. They're big-time defensive lineman, and they got played to the brink by Fresno State last week. So, which way are you going in this one?
1: Make me do a Buckeye. Dude, make <laughs> me do a Buckeye. I-,
0: I could make you do a Buckeye nut falling out of a tree. No,
1: no, no, just make me do the Buckeye nut.
0: All right, do a Buckeye nut. All right. Uncanny. That yeah, was, no, was
1: I, I feel like that was my best one yet. Outstanding. Uh, I actually, surprisingly enough, I'm going to go with Oregon here to cover the spread, uh, not to win outright. Uh, but you know, I know it's at home for Ohio State. They looked rather good. Of course, um, they're at against Minnesota, at, yeah. at Minnesota, for sure. They rode uh, but their boat. Still defensively allowing Minnesota, though, to, to run the football really well for most of the game until Ibrahim uh, w- yeah. went down with an injury. Uh, and then even then, Minnesota was still able to put up a, a couple of scores after he went out. Um, of course, they weren't able to control Ohio State offensively. We'll see if Oregon is able to do that. But, of course, Thibodeau would help a ton in that right, and uh, obviously uh, getting under the skin of, of Ohio State's passing game and, and pass rush. But uh, I, I think Oregon kind of has a history a little bit of starting seasons like this, so I'm not too worried about that first start. Uh, I I say they play it tight. I still say Ohio State wins, but I think it's obviously covering the 14.
0: 14 14.5 makes me worried a little bit, but I do think the Buckeyes cover in that one. All right, South Carolina, they are two-point favorites on the road at East Carolina, which is just wild to say, but Kevin Harris a little bit banged up for the Gamecocks. Zeb Noland still their starting quarterback. How do you think this one goes?
1: I'm I'm rolling with Zeb. I'm rolling with old Zeb. That's a, that and, and can be we'll dangerous. See. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll see what happens, but uh, I don't think he's. I think like we talked about, he has the experience. Kevin Harris. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll you know heal up a little bit and come back and show yeah. out there. But I think two is a little disrespectful. I don't know.
0: I don't know if it's very disrespectful at all, but I can see South Carolina winning this game by a field goal. East Carolina is good, uh, and South Carolina is not great. So I think this one's gonna be pretty close. I think that's a good line. But give me the Gamecocks to cover in that one. All right. This one's pretty cool. So you have Pitt. They are three point favorites at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville. Uh, and when Pitt and Tennessee meet, they're going to be honoring Johnny Majors, who passed away, coached at both schools. Jackie Sherrill is going to be on hand for Pitt as their honorary captain. Uh, and again, Pitt, three point favorites on the road at Tennessee.
1: Yeah, very cool. And they're going to have to have that defense travel as well with, with uh, the, the new look Tennessee offense, you know. But uh, yeah, give me the Panthers, though. Uh, I confident in, in Pitt, what they bring to the table this year. I think they're going to surprise some people, and I think it starts with a win at Tennessee.
0: I think Tennessee covers this. Uh, they're at home. Josh Heupel's offense, defense actually looked pretty dang good uh, last week. Was it against Bowling Green? Sure, but it still looked good. Uh, <laughs> I think Joe Milton gets it done. I think Tennessee wins this football game. I don't know if Pitt can keep up on offense. Uh, UAB at Georgia. Uh, this was a three thirty kick on Saturday. You can hear it on ESPN Radio Savannah. Uh, Georgia's 24th Twenty-four point favorites at home.
1: Yeah, and I am actually going to go with UAB here. I think it is not going to be a close game. It's going to be one that Georgia controls like throughout.
0: One to ten or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but that's
1: that's the thing is that such a big spread that when I think of it, honestly, the first score I thought was like, yeah, probably thirty-eight to fourteen. Yeah. Well, that's right at the twenty-four point spread. So I'm like, you know what? Give a few, take a few. Uh, say UAB, UAB can score
0: two touchdowns on them, and Clemson can only score three points.
1: if it gets later in the game and uh, like i said Georgia's kind of controlling it and they they sneak a touchdown in late yeah
0: i think georgia covers Uh, i think either quarterback comes out they want to get that offense and rhythm uh uab is a really good team but i think georgia covers in this one uh five texas a&m they are on the road 17 point favorites at colorado
1: i'm actually going to go with colorado here to to cover again not to win but maybe a 13 14 point win by texas a&m we saw you know what? What they did last week against Kent State, obviously they pulled ahead late. They got some defensive scores and things like that to to pull away. But I'm not insanely confident with what I saw from them in that first game. You're not a and huge fan
0: of my favorite band, The Haynes King Experiment.
1: That's a that's a great band name, but um, I mean, I, I'm not confident in what I saw last All week. Right. So and now they're going into a hostile environment. They're at Colorado. You got Ralphie running everywhere. I oh, mean, so good. I, I think they cover. I think Colorado covers.
0: Uh, I think Texas A&M is going to cover. On the road at Colorado. I think it is late. Again, I think they probably score a touchdown last two, three minutes just to put that over the top. But I think AM covers on the road. All right. Game of the week, Colorado – or excuse me, college game day on hand in Ames, Iowa for number 10, Iowa at number 9, Iowa State. Uh, and, P.J., first time in the 67-game history of this game, of the Cyhawk Trophy. There you go. That both teams are ranked, period. Yeah. Not just both teams are ranked inside the top ten, which is also happening – First time in 67 games that both teams have been ranked when they play this football game. Who you got?
1: Yeah, impressive by both teams there. I almost went with Iowa uh, because this is about to be the weirdest sentence you've ever heard. Iowa impressed me with what they did to Indiana last week. Uh, But at the same time, think back to, to Iowa, and this is really just Big Ten experience, right? When they play at home, man, they defend that home turf extremely well, play really well at Iowa. When they have to go anywhere else, Normally in games like this, they don't really show up. So uh, give me Iowa State in this one.
0: Uh, Hall didn't overly impress me at running back last week. I know he's supposed to be a Heisman favorite uh, for Iowa State. If he struggles again, which he's playing a much better defense this week, Iowa may have one of the best secondaries in the country. I'm going to roll with the Hawkeyes. I'm going to roll with the the defensive team in this one. Uh, And, again, the the four-and-a-half points that Iowa State's getting makes me feel pretty good about that. All right, I just need the team uh, for these last four here. 15, Texas. They are seven-point favorites on the road at Arkansas. That is going to be a madhouse.
1: Texas impressed me, though. Give me Texas.
0: All right, App State. They are at number twenty-two. Miami, which I mean, Miami looking for a get-right week, and you got the Mountaineers coming to town after you played Alabama, and they're going to be without Bubba Bolden for the first half of this game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nine-point favorites at home are the Hurricanes.
1: Still think Miami gets gets right. I think they're okay. I'll go with Miami.
0: All right, NC State. They had a big win over USF last week. They are a one-point favorite at Mississippi State, who had to come back hard in the fourth quarter to beat Louisiana Tech.
1: I was so close to picking NC State, but I'll go with Mississippi State. Oh,
0: fine. Mike Leach is getting it done. And maybe the game of the week in the SEC here. uh, Missouri at Kentucky, five-and-a-half-point favorites. The Wildcats at home, favored.
1: I'll go with Kentucky. I don't love it, but I'll go with Kentucky. You're
0: just riding with your former Penn State guy, Will Levitz.
1: I knew that would come up. I don't know even how confident I am in, in that offense still, but I'll go with Kentucky, though.
0: There you go. Yeah, I'm going to ride with the Wildcats in there. I think Connor Bazalek going to look good for Missouri, but I like what I've seen so far from this Kentucky offense. Chris Rodriguez and that running attack, I think, gets it done for the Wildcats. we got more to come here on Second Down. We'll be right back after this. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. got a few more minutes here before we hand it over to the guys from 3 and Out. Uh, obviously tomorrow the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks at the world trade center again coming up on 20 years on a date september 11th that has become infamous in not just american history but uh, in the world vernacular Uh, pj it's always a pretty stark week for me just like thinking back and remembering obviously i was younger when it happened but going back and reading the accounts and seeing the documentaries and just the fact that just a horror story, right, mm-hmm. but the acts of humanity and bravery and courage that we saw from so many different people I mean, you had fire engines driving in from states all over America trying to get into New York to help out their comrades who were there, and now you've seen the fallout from that. the people who were so brave going in and, and running into the fire and into the smoke and into the dust and into the grit and into the collapsing buildings while everybody else was running away, you see they are now, a lot of them, suffering consequences from doing that. They didn't have proper equipment, didn't have uh, the correct breathing apparatuses, and so now uh, all forms of cancer have sprung up in a lot of these guys and, and girls uh, who, have done, who so bravely dove into the pile to save other people. And one of the biggest things, I think, that we're pushing in front of our Congress right now, I know John Stewart has been a huge proponent for this, but it is to help with the 9-11 fund, not just for the families and the victims of 9-11, but for the first responders who were inhaling all that debris, trying to help out that day their fellow Americans. Mm-hmm. So it's just remembering what was really the defining moment of our generation, right? It's where we all say, we know where we were when this happened. Yeah. But it's not the attacks that I remember. It's the, like I said, it's when everybody else is running one way, it's the people running back the other way because they didn't want to leave anybody behind. So yeah. uh, I think, I don't think there's a better way to remember than what we're going to do tomorrow, which is celebrating our freedoms and being with each other. So Tomorrow, just take a second, think back and remember uh, all the brave people we lost and the people who are still battling it today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a very good point. I'm I'm glad you bring that up because uh, I think you know we think back to that day and we we talk about the things that happened, of course, and you think about uh, obviously the the main event that that you know caused all of it. And uh, I feel like that's kind of where people stop uh, sometimes and stop thinking about it. Uh, but you know, like like you said, there's plenty of repercussions. There there there's plenty of people involved uh, that that weren't just, you know, in that uh, about part of part of that main situation. But uh, no, I'm I'm right there with you. And having friends, obviously, I think we all you know having friends, family members that are uh, part of those uh, first you know first responders themselves and and things like that. You you really takes a special kind of person to do that, especially on that day.
0: Absolutely, and again for all of us here at ESPN Coastal, we will never. Forget those acts of bravery. We got more coming here, though. Three and out with Kevin Thomas and Ben Troop up next.